0: Here. Hello,
1: and welcome to Soarin' Over, California. <laughs>
0: it's a good Patrick Warburton.
1: <laughs> thank you. I don't pride myself on... I, I am the high Wiki voice guy, mm-hmm. so I don't pride myself on doing very deep voices, but I thought that was I thought That was, it was okay. good. Oh, that was a you. good one. Oh, that, I, I appreciate the that. The inflection
0: was there, too. He's uh, got that distinctive inflection to his voice.
1: If you can get the inflection down, you're all set. Mm-hmm. Honestly. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. This is going to be a little bit of a different one because it's just Me. As the returning host today, but I have a special guest with me today. Uh, she's my friend and yours, I, I think. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Jenny Nicholson.
0: Hey, hello. Hey. Uh,
1: for those who don't know you, Jenny, what do you, what do you do?
0: I I do YouTube videos. So usually I do like film criticism and analysis. Um, sometimes I'll do little skits. Recently I did a video talking about what I don't like about a lot of creepy pasta stories. So. That's why I'm relevant here. I guess.
1: <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, um, I mean, I've tried to, I've, I've uh, wanted to have you on the show for a little while anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, but not, you knew
0: I liked creepy pasta. Yeah, I can pull that receipt. I am not a fair weather creepy pasta liker. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I've liked it for a while.
1: <laughs> um, that's that's. I mean, that's good to know. Yeah. I yeah. see. I'm not going to sit here and just be like. Really well no, well. no, you know this about No, me. I know this you about. Know I know this, this about you. I, I know this about you from experience. Cause we we had a whole chat before this. Yeah, about different different things, different creepypasta stories, and um, I think. The thing was it specifically though I was it was more Midnight Mariner my radio my radio plays right. my audio dramas and then we we were gonna do one and then it didn't pan out and mm-hmm. I'm just like okay well we'll do this another time and I wasn't expecting to have you on this one <laughs> but that's it worked out fine honestly it
0: makes maybe more sense
1: maybe it does analysis
0: and all that I think it makes well especially
1: sense. now because when because we've we've known each other before you even started doing the the YouTube like yeah commentary and stuff,
0: yeah exactly, and I don't think I was really doing that kind of stuff when I first met you a couple of years ago. No, no, Just pony well, stuff
1: it was it was horse yeah. it was horse cartoon horse cartoon it was horse cartoon content, mm-hmm. which by the way, like um uh I always really enjoyed, yeah, frankly like thank you you're you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh no, it was cool, and um uh, i'm sorry, I'm really distracted by the fact that Gracie's sitting here between us.
0: I'm distracted by this lovely slime beast. <laughs>
1: The slime beast plushie is now. Oh, in... it's
0: a plush, it's not the real one.
1: No, um, that's not the real one. <laughs> I thought this was the, the video real one. The real one would sl- be a little more talkative.
0: Okay. I, I, think. I, I was thinking he was being awfully coy.
1: Nah, he's good. Just sitting here. He's cool. Creamy pasta is the reason we're here, and I thought, uh, for this episode we'll do another round of one of my favorite sections of the show that we do every so often, Short and Shivery. Okay. Which is where we take two shorter stories and kind of go back to back, each other's a shared theme. Of course, we're going to talk about Disney because we're both nerds about it. We're both huge nerds about Mm -hmm. it. And uh, I grabbed a couple of juicy ones based on their titles. I've never read them before. Um, Disney posts are notoriously hard to do well, I've noticed.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's the people that gravitate to it are maybe more likely to be the ones that are like get it? It's a thing that kids like, but it's dark. So they're more inclined toward, I think, the gore and, and that aspect of creepypasta.
1: That does happen a lot with, I think, a lot of nostalgic media anyway. So you yeah. got, you know, video games, lost, uh, lost episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean...
0: Do you it, have a worst lost episode you've ever read?
1: Um... I'm really not that big a fan. There's there's a few.
0: I think Max and Ruby, the lost episode, is the worst one I've ever seen.
1: There's a there's a Max and Ruby lost there episode. There sure is. That's <laughs> w- why. Well, okay, you know there's there's a rule there's a rule we have. It's like it's like the you know how there's rule thirty four. Yeah. When there's this a rule that's... if it exists, there's creepy pasta. Yeah. If of it, there's probably. a
0: kids cartoon, there's a lost episode of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh huh. I mean, I. Morbid curiosity almost makes me want to put the Max and Ruby thing. But Do you, you want me to just
0: describe my favorite part? Sure. Um. So uh, my favorite thing in Creepypastas is when narrators notice everything in the wrong order. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're mentioning everything they're seeing and then they mention something they clearly should have said first. Uh-huh. So they're describing it saying like, the audio was distorted and the colors were faded. And also they had no eyes. It's like, well, no, you you noticed that first. The
1: first thing I noticed was... <laughs> well, yeah, the, my, my big pet peeve... That happens with a lot of stories, and it's 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 one of those tropes I've gotten so used to that's really funny. Is like when people know exact time signatures for yeah. when something happens, like At the twenty-three they stare, second mark. unless they have it <laughs> playing on a screen below them, I won't yeah. believe it. Like this, like I happened to rent the. Do you know about oh? There's one I read that's called uh, Rap Rat.
0: Rap Rat. Do you no. know about
1: that one? Yeah, that was a weird one. It sounds it's like a,
0: fun. <laughs> it's like
1: a creepy board game. It's like one of those video board games okay. where you put in the you play a I just board game. I've one of those. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. It was on Millennial Falcon. We played a Star Wars one. Oh, it was horrible! Cool. Oh
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The 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 thing with this one, it was just the haunted. It was like a haunted tape, and Rap Rap Rat was evil or something. Okay. I don't remember it that well. I mean,
0: that's highly specific. But like you said, if there's a thing, there's a creepy cost of it. So even right. VHS board games,
1: yeah, exactly, are not safe. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've also, I mean, people who have listened for a while know I've lit I've run a couple. I've written a couple of Disney Creepy Pasta myself. I um, know this. You do. I've, that's right. I've read it. <laughs> Dare I ask?
0: <laughs> I read the um, Grad Night in the Haunted Mansion one. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, by your by your own. Yeah, I'm gonna ask by your own like standard of how of what's enjoyable about Creepy Pasta. What did you think of it?
0: I thought it was much more restrained than all the other Disney examples I've seen. That's good. Um, it didn't escalate to the level of um, I don't know people finding corpses strung up on the walls and things like that. Yeah,
1: that was kind of what I because I, uh, the main thing I've seen people say is like, yeah, that's that's the important thing is when a, I think a story that shows restraint is good, mm-hmm. but I think you can also earn. The right... If you've built up to it enough...
0: Yeah, I think so. A
1: scare like that. Like, um...
0: Well, like, one of my favorites is the Dianea house...
1: Oh, With I thought... The House
0: That Eats People, which, when I... Sorry, spoilers. Oh, no,
1: that's fine. That, <laughs> I was about to say, we haven't... <laughs> Jenny, I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, I'm It's so, on the list. Yeah.
0: That's later tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, have you not read that one? No, but it's, it's, been oh, on my, no. it's been
1: on my radar for a little while. It's
0: very good. Um, well, I haven't read it in years. I don't know if it holds up.
1: Okay. But, um
0: the level it escalates to is pretty extreme, but I think the way that they build it and the kind of... Detached narrator setup they have Where it's all through email exchange Kind of makes you forgive it For all the crazy stuff that happens
1: Right Uh, My co-host Ed Pallet Who is not here tonight And because of uh, technical difficulties Sorry Brandon (laughs) We love you buddy um, Would say that uh, One of the things that helps um, um, Give creepypasta more merit when you're getting into a story is what he calls the flooding effect uh-huh. and that's where you can focus on if, you, if you're if you good at putting a lot of microbial almost banal detail in mm-hmm. there it eases you into the setting and makes it more believable so that when something unbelievable happens yeah uh, it's you know, like
0: Ted's caving page which I used as my positive example right
1: right, right. Ted's caving uh-huh. page is a good example and, yeah he talks and it,
0: about the equipment he's using he uses caving terms that are super boring but and, it makes you believe it
1: and that's really old school like it wasn't creepy po- it was like proto creepy. because no, it wasn't because even, it, wasn't even. even yeah. it was almost
0: like a prank it was almost like a war the world style prank
1: exactly. So yeah, it was a, I, 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 I liked Ted's caving page. I thought it's that was great. good. So it's a good proto example of how to do creepy pasta well. But even I think extreme examples like um like even in like I I will I will def- I'm gonna pause for a moment to, like defend the Russian sleep experiment just oh, a little no. bit because okay no I admit. I admit yeah the, the level of gore is ridiculous but there are certain <laughs> details in there that I think okay I can let this slide because there's there's the gas that's involved the reason the whole reason they're doing this is because it's a sleeping gas experiment mm-hmm. and then it turns yeah the part at the end where the whole speech yeah it's a little over the top it's pretty Just corny. pulling all
0: their guts out and putting them on the floor yeah
1: I mean but but I don't the want story, these anymore the story did kind in my opinion did kind of earn it but only because okay <laughs> Well we're gonna have we're gonna be have yeah, different yeah. opinions on that one, but I'm just saying like when I adapted that one for mm-hmm. Midnight Marinera, I presented it as a series of found audio logs from the Russian experimenters and they're just like as BioShock confused as anyone style. else yeah, yeah you, you can hear the tape reels that's cool and you can hear them going like and of course, I went with Hokey Russian accents for the people. oh my that. God, <laughs> it was pretty great because I'm like I, if I could, if it wanted to be really realistic, actually have it in Russian. Who did that the would...
0: voices? Was it anyone I knew?
1: Uh my friend, uh, well, my good friend Matt Hall, I need voice. And then there were a couple a few other people who have been regulars on the show. Uh, Andrew Eddy and um, and my friend Nick Jewell, but, oh, and Fabian. Fabian was in that, too. So mostly friends of mine. Were I don't there know if,
0: good Russian accents? They or? were good Russian accents. Okay. I actually
1: thought they were at least passable, but I'd have to ask Nick Carr, who's a uh, artist friend of mine, how he feels about that, <laughs> and he is Russian. Oh, so, so he could actually Nick, win. Nick will probably say, no, they were terrible. So,
0: (laughs) I don't want to go on like a huge tangent, but I feel like there's like a Mandela effect thing going on where someone asked me something about the sleep experiment, and I was like, gosh, I don't know. Someone said that they read a copy of the story where. Instead of everything that was in the version I described happening, it was just that they got locked in there, they covered the windows, and then when they turned the gas off, someone said, turn the gas back on. And, like, a scary hand, like, came out of the window. That shows came. a and
1: lot of restraint. And I was like, I straight. remember
0: that story. I remember yeah. reading that version of a story, and maybe it's a different creepypasta and it's not the sleep experiment, that's, but I was like, "Do you remember that?"
1: It sounds remarkable. I didn't read that version, but it sounds like a better version. Yeah, like it's again, I feel like yeah, the, so the over the got, top gorgeous. Like, is.
0: Fine. By retelling,
1: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I think the Russian mm-hmm. Sleep Experiment works because when you break it down into its context, or especially the way I recontextualize it, you have these really gory details, but they're set presented very clinically. Like it's just mm-hmm. like someone going. This might. This was done to this patient, mm-hmm. and this this many lacerations. And I'm like, okay. So when it's done in the clinical context, it's like, oh, ooh, ooh. but then like because it's just being done coldly, mm-hmm. like I think it works better. Um, so if you recontextualize the story, I think it has merit. So, but then I, it, I
0: do think that the premise, if it was written by somebody other than whoever it was that wrote it, it could have been good. Um, okay. But yeah, I just think it unfolded very fast, and it just kind of. It was just too much. I mean, that was my whole complaint. It just went too far. It's, it's instead of like one thing, like they pulled their guts out and we didn't know why. It was like they pulled their guts out and they can't bleed to death anymore and they laughed. Yeah, they're they're they're,
1: they're, they're yeah, yeah. It yeah, okay. I will it was <laughs> I'll just agree so with many you there. Things. There a lot a they lot of things they could have focused on a little more. Yeah. I will agree with you there. They
0: couldn't pick like one scary thing so I, they just put all of them.
1: Yeah. I can't I still can't help but kind of enjoy it though. To be honest,
0: I, I wish that I could.
1: That's okay.
0: We... I that one I was never a fan of. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the last good recent one I've read. I don't think it's recent, but there's that one about uh, the dead girlfriend on Facebook. Oh, that's very. good. I, that one like scared the bejesus out of. That one is
1: very good. That yeah. one shows a lot of restraint and it's very believable.
0: Yeah, I was listening to it on like a car drive like home by myself, and uh, I was like, Ugh.
1: we were we were, did an episode with that one. Uh, and we were all together in the in the room, and when certain things came up, we actually all went silent because we, we were mm-hmm. joking, joking about it, Haha, you know. And then yeah. it went, "Oh, it just earned this. It, it just so <laughs> scared. Yeah, it was. It's very good."
0: And she's like in the garage or something. It was yeah, very creepy. There, there,
1: there are things that to be avoided in stories, and the story did a good job avoiding things that could have. We read another story just recently that towed the line. I thought on where it it was like gonna get. We kept thinking it was gonna trip into territory of bad, mm-hmm. but then it was like, okay, it showed remarkable restraint. It was a Pokemon creepypasta that was surprisingly <laughs> enjoyable, uh-huh. although I feel like it could have worked better as fan fiction set in the Pokemon universe okay. and not a haunted game. Was it a
0: Lavender Town one?
1: No, it was a it was a Pokemon Pinwheel Forest was the name of it. Oh, Pinwheel Village. I don't know that. It it's, a, must be
0: from a newer game.
1: It is a newer game, and it's it was pretty cool. It was like, uh, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll link you to the episode okay. <laughs> later. All right, But in the meantime, uh, we were, we were kind of talking about Disney pasta and I'm glad that I'm glad that you thought the mansion one worked out okay mm-hmm. I did write a sequel
0: you did? yeah okay. same characters? Or no same different premise? characters okay. it's set
1: in same, same premise though it's set uh, in uh, Walt Disney World okay in that mansion i
0: love their mansion
1: yeah i think it's
0: it might might like it better than ours honestly
1: theirs has more cool rooms like they get the library they get the escher library they
0: have um yeah the escher room is great i also just think the sound design is great in that mansion that's true like since it's newer they could do proper surround sound it sounds really good especially the stretching portraits it really sounds like something's dropping Mm -hmm. onto the floor it's so good. Yeah, like yeah, the creaking of the wood and stuff.
1: I, I still prefer our Hitchhiking Ghosts yeah. to the CG ones. Totally
0: agree. Yeah, good, good. there's nothing convincing about projections ever. <laughs> no. I've never been like, that no. looks real ever. I hate our bride on this mansion too.
1: The bride, the bride there is done is has a better effect, I guess. I think
0: it's just her better location in the room. It doesn't yeah. look quite as bad.
1: We have a hatbox ghost though, and they don't. I
0: love our hatbox. I love those. our hatbox ghost so much. Yeah, if I hope they never get a hatbox ghost because then their mansion will be better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> well, uh, I guess uh, we better dive in because we've been talking for almost uh, oh gosh, oh, let's Jesus. look at the timer an hour. About fifteen minutes. <laughs> okay. People get on my case when we talk too long. Yeah,
0: it's been way too long.
1: Let's start with the Disney ones. Yes. So we're gonna oh my do... gosh,
0: I'm so excited! All
1: right, so we're I gonna never read... read this. So we're gonna read a story called the first story in our in our collection today is gonna be called Disney's Catacomb. Yes. And uh, we'll see if this is any good. I doubt it. I figured I'd start with the one that sounds worse first. Okay. But again, um, we never. Okay, the the thing is, we never go into stories thinking, oh, this is gonna be a bad story right away. Uh-huh. We always give the story the benefit of the doubt, so I'm going to give the story the benefit of. the
0: okay. doubt. Okay, I mean, Disney does have catacombs in it, um, Florida. In Florida, as their utilidors.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's something people got on my case about in the Haunted Mansion story, which, by, I pointed out later, he's like, "Well, the kid in the '80s wouldn't know that; he would have just heard rumors, yeah, about like hidden corridors." I'm sure,
0: but way. he didn't actually find any, right?
1: No, he didn't. He well, he found what he thought were utilidors, but there, it, I mean, that parts of room... the
0: mansion are underground. I've been there. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so jealous. I've been backstage in the mansion. So it's jealous. terrifying. It's oh, terrifying. Oh, man.
1: I'm so jealous.
0: That's where my break room was for one of my work <sighs> positions. Yeah.
1: Jenny, you're killing me. And I had
0: to, like, walk under the doom buggies. You can see them moving over you to get to the chip machine. <laughs> is that, is that, <laughs> And they like, keep it dark because they can see you on the ride. Is, that, noisy. is, is
1: that in the seance room?
0: Um, you're going under the track that leads into the seance room, yes. Damn. Where the kids fell.
1: Oh. Back in the day, yeah. Mm. And they
0: have, like, maintenance down there. Um, I didn't see any exciting figures.
1: Jenny I'm stop. on another tangent. <laughs> Jenny, stop. You're killing me. I want this so bad. It, it I want it, so-
0: it genuinely is scary in there. It's not like pirates where you're backstage and you're like, oh, it's just a building. Like, it's it's terrifying. Well, yeah, It's, that's it's a- all wood and creaky and dark.
1: That's phenomenal. Because
0: the backstage areas are just separated by a curtain in some points, so they keep the lights dim and you have to be, like, silent. You have to, like, Ooh. talk in whispers. It's very creepy.
1: That's marvelous.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, we're, like I said, we'll do this popcorn style, so I'll read a paragraph, you'll read a paragraph. Or do you want to start off? You start. I'll start. Okay. And then we can pause at any point to interject about I stuff. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so. We'll see. So a couple of years back, my buddies and I tried to stay in the park after closing time. Our plan was just to take pictures. Nothing sinister or anything like that. We just wanted to be able to say we did it, you know?
0: Basically, we snuck from bathroom to bathroom, corner to corner, and managed to stay there until they closed the gates and the maintenance team got to
1: work. We were really surprised we hadn't gotten caught. It was almost strange, considering how much talking up Disney security gets.
0: Our hearts were beating like crazy, and we sat there for a while, hiding behind a tombstone by the Haunted Mansion. We noticed that it's true. The Disney staff had signed their names on every single one.
1: Is that true?
0: (laughs) I assume they're talking about an onstage tombstone, in which Uh, case, no.
1: Well, they say by the Haunted Mansion. Maybe the
0: ones up on the hill by the train.
1: This, I think when this was written was before they put the ones back up because I we were there I was there the just recently the hillside, and I hadn't yeah. seen the ones on the hill they just I remember them I remember the, the hills hill tombstones being there when I was a kid
0: yeah I read a whole actual great nerdy article about the history of the tomb um, headstones on the hill. And it's not the original ones anymore, but they right. are replicas of them that are I do, on the hill now.
1: I do like them, and I like some of the new ones they've added too.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it makes the hill look cool. It <laughs> doesn't really make sense that graves are up there, but yeah. I'll take it. I like it better when they have jack-o'-lanterns up there.
1: I like that, too. I mean, yeah. the graves up there is fine, because at least there's something to see. Yeah, it's better and, than just a hill. It makes more sense in the way they place the graves at Walt Disney World. Yeah. With the, like, mas- here's... here's Here's Francis Xavier's tombstone, but it's like in this little Little narrow planter.
0: It's in a planter. He was a very skinny man. He
1: was buried. He was buried right side up in (laughs) this planter because there's no way for a body to They didn't try. They didn't even try. So we finally, we got the courage to roam about, still being careful as to not be seen. It was really eerie. The occasional guard or maintenance worker would walk by, and we would just duck or hide behind a corner. It worked for about half an hour.
0: Of course, we couldn't keep this up for long, and yeah, they caught us. I mean, give us props for even attempting and succeeding, but that's not where the story ends.
1: Okay, so far, um, I think, knowing what I know about Disney security, they would be on them in a heartbeat, but... I mean... They
0: would. Um, well, okay, I don't want to say anything. There are definitely places you could hide and not get kicked out of the park.
1: Okay. I guess okay. I can
0: safely say it. Um, one of them was at the petting farm, and that's gone now. But yeah, uh, if, if you had hidden behind the cabin at the petting farm, like, just over the fence, literally no one would find you.
1: That's... Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be extremely easy. But um, yeah, so I, I buy the story so far. So it's far. Been it's been done by guests. There were the guests on the um, Tom Sawyer Island.
1: Right. Thing. So. I mean, the one fun fact I'm going to reveal here for everybody: the the, the kids who hid on the in the story in the grad night story, mm-hmm. based on a story a friend of uh, a friend of mine actually told me about when he was at grad night, and he and his friends jumped over the walkway and like hid down in that little crypt. They really area. did that. They really did That's that. That's Creepy. It down where uh, yeah, down where little It's
0: just a little nook.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. Now there's no space under the uh, up ramp.
0: But oh, they, so you can't hide. You can't hide under
1: it, but when I say under it, I didn't mean like directly under it. Like they're down there, just deep, down deep yeah. enough where no one could see them. They actually they remember just sitting there <laughs> and like eating snacks and hearing people walking by above and hearing. It was just, weird. And they they never got caught apparently, but wow. this was this was back in the seventies that yeah. this happened. And
0: I'm I'm sure that someone could do that because the cast members don't walk that way, so you probably wouldn't get noticed until closing. Probably, but you'd also just be bored and sitting there.
1: <laughs> it's also a grad night, so like oh yeah yeah. Um, so where were we? I've already lost my place. Oh, uh, yeah. So the, uh, that's not where the story ends. Yes. So the first the first thing we said when we, they caught us was, are they going to take us down to the dungeon? And we laughed. The security guard chuckled too, so the mood wasn't too dreary.
0: He told us we weren't the first people to try to sneak in after hours, but he wanted to know how we did it. We explained the situation, and he actually laughed and said that wasn't a bad plan.
1: Okay. He told us to take us to the Disney... J- he told us he had to take us to the Disney jail to be further interrogated, which we thought was odd, but we figured from the beginning that if we had gotten caught, they'd take us down there. It might have been our plan all along. Maybe we wanted to see the Disney catacombs more than we wanted to be in the park after hours.
0: <laughs> so Disney jail, I can't imagine a security guard calling it Disney jail to a guest. They would probably just say, we have to take you to our security offices.
1: Yeah, that's what they it's would entirely say. entirely an, an expression.
0: Sure. Nobody calls it Disney jail. Um, also, like, this is, is a really the chill security, security secur- office. This is and, a really chill yeah. security
1: guard. He's just like, yeah, I gotta take, a we gotta Disney take jail. you to
0: Disney Joe. We gotta interrogate you. <laughs> gotta go to it's no jail. big deal. <laughs> I mean, they are honestly really chill. When I was a kid, I, um, snuck into Toontown, because they hadn't locked the gate. They, like, uh, just closed it, and I was, like, 13, so they were like, wanna ride gadgets? Go, Coaster? <laughs> so I just rode it, and then they walked me back out. They were chill.
1: I was, I, I <laughs> that happened to me one time when they were closing the park, and I wanted to, like, walk around Big Thunder Trail with no yeah. one there, and they were just like, we're closing the gate! I'm like, hold it! And they're like, and I I just ran through and they closed the gate behind me. They're they're
0: pretty relaxed about it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so he called for more workers to come and help him escort us, and we went on our way towards Toontown, okay. Then they took us down in this elevator.
1: Right into hell.
0: Okay, it took a turn just now. Yeah. um, I'm excited.
1: Front-loading much?
0: Yeah, and like, (laughs) (laughs) right into hell, you know? Right into hell. Well, well, let's see. Let's see what they mean.
1: Well, you get the next paragraph. The first
0: thing we noticed was how expensive-looking the elevator was. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's hard to explain. It was like a stainless steel interior with mirrors all around, and the floor was this tacky red carpeting, but it looked expensive. There were only two buttons on this elevator, not counting the emergency buttons. One said up, and the other said down.
1: So, which one activates the great glass wonk <laughs>
0: Did it say the word up and the word down? Because if it's just arrows, that's pretty standard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder about that. <laughs> I had forgotten to mention they never handcuffed us, handcuffed, handcuffed, <laughs> handcuffed or zip tied our hands. What,
0: why would they do that? Why would they, they do, do that? Things?
1: Yeah. They just kind of walked... don't walk... think
0: you're going to make a break for it. You're in yeah. a closed theme park.
1: Well, I mean, this this I feel like this kid thinks, like, wow, this is really weird. He but... thought it
0: was weird how casual they're being, but yeah. that's really how they would act.
1: Yeah, it is, actually. Even if they're kicking
0: you out of the park, they're, they're usually like, hey, want to come with me? Like, I don't want to give yeah, anything you're... away, but they're not allowed to manhandle you unless no, they call the no. police. I
1: mean, you're you're still in trouble, but they're not going to, like, do that. I, yeah, I they're, that they're the
0: private advice. security. They're not allowed to, like, physically touch and detain you. They I... can call the Anaheim police to do that if they need right, to. Right, right. But they, yeah. <laughs> they can really just talk to you and, and ban you from the park if you don't comply, mm-hmm. but they can't actually grab you.
1: You'd be surprised, do chill. Did you hear about what happened... Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry you guys i just need to mention this while i'm thinking about it. did you hear about what happened with when they closed uh they just closed ellen's energy adventure
0: yeah and they walked everyone out yeah because the ride
1: broke down uh, and they just let people walk around like and take pictures true. i
0: was like Ooh. dream come true because they're closing it who cares if they have backstage <laughs> yeah, pictures yeah uh, uh, i wish i could have been there i mean my friend got me a hat from it so that's oh uh, cool.
1: that's nice yeah i'm though i'm more sad about the great movie ride but... really
0: I, I was the other way I liked the great really? movie ride, but I was way more sad about Universe of Energy.
1: I only went on both rides once. I've only been to Walt Disney World once, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed both of them. I'd like They're I, both I, really fun. Yeah.
0: Movie ride was showing its age, so I feel like if they, if what they replace it with is also good, then I'm happy they closed it, but... It sounds like it's just going to be screens and stuff, so it might
1: be sucky, but... Well, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, They just kind of walked behind us, expecting they'd follow. Not that we would have tried to make a run for it. I mean, these people seem decent. Like, how are we supposed to know what was going to happen?
0: The elevator stopped, and we started walking down this perfectly shining, bleach-smelling corridor. There were no doors on either side. It was just a plain, empty corridor. We walked for what seemed like an eternity, and no one was talking any longer.
1: It was me, my friends, the security guard, and two other maintenance workers. Finally, we reached a heavy metal door that had a security code and a card reader.
0: One worker put his card in, the other typed a code on the keypad. I watched the code he typed in 121566. I only remembered it because I found out later what its significance was, and it makes me laugh looking back strange. It's strange that I could laugh <laughs> looking back. Is that Disney's death day or something?
1: I think it's Walt. I know I he died the,
0: in 66.
1: I think it's the day Walt died.
0: December 15th. I think it is. Yeah, it's
1: the day Walt died. Okay. I'm calling it right now. It
0: definitely is because it was yeah. 66. So that and you happened. know,
1: like this is this is a, a little problem I have with stories is like, I feel like you get a little greedy when you say like, <laughs> you I, I, I always thought toad? me is like Hardly I did this myself too. I'm mean, guilty of this. Hardly a day goes by where I don't regret it. Oh yeah. Them. You know, like
0: I love stuff you like could, that. You
1: get away with that once for How twice. How was I to know
0: what would happen?
1: Yeah. So you're you're pushing in a little narrator, but I, it's I kinda fine so far. I will say I kinda like the tone of the voice. Yeah, like it sounds, it sounds like,
0: conversational, so it does sound like someone just sharing a scary experience.
1: Yeah. i It's not I going think to
0: Edgar Allan Poe about it.
1: I have this bad feeling it's gonna get ridiculous. I think it is. Because of the foreshadowing. Because you said
0: straight to hell. That's that's the only thing that's made me wary so far. Yeah.
1: I See, the more, like, uh, colloquial it is, I guess, mm-hmm. the more I enjoy it. Uh, where were we? I'm sorry. Um, I'm they gone. led
0: me and my friends. Oh, yeah.
1: They led me and my friends into another corridor. The, this one had doors at, uh, down the hallway walls. It's weird sentence. I know. Each door had a down little... Down
0: the hallway walls? What?
1: <laughs> hallway walls. <laughs> okay. Each door had a little plexiglass square, a 10 by 10 inch window at the top right corner. Looked sort of like a psych ward, to be honest. Not much like a jail.
0: He led us to room 1901. Oh, the lounge. (laughs) (laughs) The beautiful lounge where they serve alcohol. I wouldn't mind going there if I got arrested. And inside was a single desk with, surprisingly, three chairs for me and each of my friends. Then they left us in there alone, closing the door on the way out. We sat in the chairs like obedient little children and waited for them to return, but they never did. Two hours went by and no one came back for us. My buddy Tim went to the door and surprisingly it was unlocked.
1: Well, I'm surprised they didn't wait two hours you think they would have that?
0: opened the door before then yeah, to at least yeah, yeah. poke their head out and be like, hey, is an officer coming? Can,
1: can we, can we, I have to go to the bathroom. Can we fill out the
0: paperwork we need to and go home? <laughs> he didn't open it though. He was worried there'd be a guard on the outside and that they'd think we were escaping and we weren't looking for any more trouble. I don't understand their wariness. I would just at least peek my head out. And, yeah, just be like, hey, hey look, I think they forgot about us
1: yeah i don't want any i don't want no trouble in my place
0: yeah
1: uh so about 25 minutes went by uh when we got restless and finally decided to leave the room the hallway was empty like before no signs of people nothing we started calling out hello is anybody here No one answered our calls.
0: Uh, Sounds like they got a freebie. I would just go home at that point. Yeah. We noticed surveillance cameras were placed above every door, and we got to wondering if there was any living soul in this place at all. It's weird. Are we
1: the last (laughs) living Living soul? soul Is a bit dramatic.
0: (laughs) We should have left right then and there. But then again, whoever does the right thing in these kinds of situations. Fair? Yeah. Fair? So far, so good.
1: Every door looked the same, and each one had a specific number above it. They weren't in any order, like, say, rooms 1 through 10. They were scattered numbers. For example, our room had been 1901, but the next door was 1205. We got to thinking that, and finally assumed, they were just randomly chosen. <laughs> it's
0: quite inefficient.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We walked up that hallway and had no idea where we were going, what we were hoping to find, or even if it mattered.
0: I'm picturing, like, needing an update training and walking through the Disney hallways and being like, Where's room 1901? It's next to 1205. Nothing makes sense here. How far (laughs) down the hallway is that? I don't remember, because nothing is in order. I would be so irritated. I'm like, I'm going to be late. I have to clock in.
1: What they don't realize is this whole thing is, is the Disney jail. And yeah. the fact is that this is just one very big cell. It's just it a challenge. Yeah, you just yeah. find your way
0: out like rats. It's- <laughs> my other buddy, Guy, my buddy Guy, <laughs> decided we should just leave. He said that if they really wanted us here, they'd have come back. Fair. And maybe it was just a scare tactic. Also fair? Yep. Maybe they just wanted to trick us into thinking we were being arrested and, we were, waiting, and we're waiting outside. Um, yeah. Oh, and we're waiting for us outside to laugh.
1: Less likely, but based on how chill the security people have been. Yeah, it'd
0: be weird to play a prank on your customers, but okay.
1: I won't put it past them. Yeah, that's fine. I felt weary of the whole situation, and Tim was just quiet the whole time. Wait a minute, his friends' names are Tim and Guy? Tim
0: and Guy. Don't you have friends named Tim and Guy? N- the narrator's name is Bob.
1: Killer Bob?
0: I think his, his friend is actually named Buddy Guy.
1: Oh, <laughs> Buddy
0: <laughs> that's Guy. I'm going with. Everybody
1: loves Buddy Guy. <laughs> uh <and> Buddy Guy. <laughs> uh, I was, oh yeah, nodding his head here and there. He was more interesting, he was more interested in looking into the doors with the little 10 by 10 inch windows. That wasn't a good idea. I tried to tell him, but of course no one listens to reason when they're freaked out, and we were definitely freaked the fuck out at this point. By the way, we can swear on this show. Oh,
0: I was just going to ask, okay. Because pastas do that a lot.
1: They do, and it's unavoidable. Oh yeah. The the whole point of undercooked analysis, no script, no plan, no filters.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Those are my personal mottos too. (laughs) The cameras above the doors were capable of motion detection and followed us as we wandered down the desolate corridor. A little red light at the bottom of the lens blinking each second. No noise filled the air. All we heard was each other breathing. Then it happened.
1: We had reached the end of the hallway. Unfortunately, the door at the end had another pin code reader. I tried the pin from before, the one I saw them type in, but it was invalid. At this moment, at that moment, the lights in the hallway shut off and we heard the doors. God damn it! I can still hear them to this day. It's getting
0: dramatic. Oh boy! The fucking doors opened, all lining up along the corridor. They made a subtle creak, and then a boom as they hit the wall beside them with force. Wait, so they're automated doors, but they swing outward. They're not sliding doors. Okay.
1: Dude, I love this idea though that there's this hallway with this narrow hallway with these doors. So if you happen to be standing near them, they all open. it's just you get just hit like, by
0: Ow. a door.
1: <laughs> Jesus! Right
0: on camera. Yeah. It's workplace liability.
1: Yeah. Again, I'm thinking this is all an elaborate ruse at this it totally point. Totally
0: is. This This is just an attraction. You can meet Mickey Mouse at the end and get your picture, but he's a photo negative. (laughs) (laughs) Want to see my head come off?
1: Actually, yes, Mickey. He says
0: that, but it's the motorized talking head, and then he doesn't remove his head. No, he just goes, goes, no, that's too expensive. Yeah, he just goes, oh, I can't do that. It's a hypothetical.
1: (laughs) As I said, after I entered the invalid code on the keypad, the lights shut off and the doors open, except for the door with the keypad. We also noticed as the doors opened... (laughs) We used such a bad
0: code, it opened every door except the door they wanted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Each doorway had a little bit of light seeping from its open pathway. We stood there, stunned, for a good five minutes, not knowing what to do... We fig- that's a long time.
0: I know five minutes is a very that's a long. It's a very long. I love when creepy pasta's use time.
1: Time. I love when, use time. Time I, I love when they say time I signatures. cried for
0: five minutes, and you're like, that's not long enough. <laughs> 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 and yet, that is a very exact long time.
1: members. Um, I mean, like I said, sometimes it's okay depending on where what you're dealing with.
0: I just want people to picture how long standing there stunned for five minutes, like what that would look like in a film if, if <laughs> film character <laughs> stood there for five minutes <laughs> stunned.
1: It does happen, but only in films by David Lynch. Yep. <laughs> um, not knowing what to do, we figured we'd some alarm, and that was just the protocol, a standard drill in case of an attempted escape. What were we supposed to think? So we turned the other direction, away from the locked door.
0: A sense of panic hit all three of us for some reason, and we got the urge to run. No one agreed to running. It was like we all knew we had to at the same time. Some sort of instinct, like a baby gazelle knowing when to run from a lion. We were in the lion's den, all right? A little bit of purple praise. Purple prose, just very gently sneaking
1: in. Oh
0: oh my god, the next paragraph. Okay.
1: It wasn't until about the 10th door we passed that we began to look into the doorways as we passed them. Standing in the doorways were people in costume. Oh no. We were running past Donalds, Mickeys, Goofies, Pluto's, and all different kinds of Disney characters. Hey, is Don Carnage there?
0: Yeah, and this is protocol, actually. They, they, this is where they keep the character performers at night. There you, Yeah. They lock them in their cells.
1: I thought that was the case. Whenever I... we have a
0: guest out of bounds, we like to run them through a gamut of scary character performers.
1: How much do you want to bet? I, I, the story. I hope the story is clever enough to do this. That it's going to make the, the assumption that all Disney characters are just people who have been caught in the park oh, after sure. hours and converted. And into... they're going to
0: get turned into. They're going to get super glued into a goofy costume. <laughs>
1: That'd be so good.
0: Um, it was insane. (laughs) Yeah. It was. And we screamed at the top of our lungs. Ah! I'm sorry, just the visual image of three men Ah. just running through the corners going,
1: I wanna run through the halls under Disneyland. I wanna (laughs) scream at the
0: top of my lungs. I know they say never look behind you as you run, but I did. They were leaving their rooms and following us, not running, just casually walking towards us. Okay, the screaming seems a bit sillier now. Yeah, I think that is what made it that much more terrifying. Almost like they knew we had nowhere to go.
1: Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. (laughs) Now, I don't know if it was all in my head, just from sheer panic and fear of the moment, but I swear, I could swear on my mother's life. okay. I heard "It's a Small World" playing over the <laughs> intercom. I heard I have a fear of dolls, and the ride always gives me the creeps. My whole life. Now I could now I could see them—the little robotic dolls standing what? in their doorways as we passed, still following where, where the costume characters. So they're saying That's now there's less sm- scary. Now they're saying there are small world dolls. in And I there feel singing? like there's no
0: consistency because a moment ago. On the way in, they looked in the windows and saw nothing. On the way out, they look in the windows, there are costume characters, but also stationary dolls. Do they know how expensive that would be? To put animatronic dolls in all these unused rooms by the 10s?
1: Look, I, I'm just as guilty of doing a story about a hidden tunnel with doors <laughs> okay. under the park, but I didn't say what was in the doorways. That's that was true. the thing.
0: And if they opened the doorways, would they have seen expensive animatronic figures in every door?
1: Well the doors were labeled prop rooms, but again, I know what those are. I'm not I know why they're there, um and my own mythos, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not giving that away here. Okay. I want people okay. to actually talk about it and maybe come to their own conclusions. <laughs> Alright. Um I think it's you.
0: It was me. The the dolls weren't chasing us, thank God. I would have died from a heart attack if I had seen the dolls following suit, but they didn't. It didn't make the situation all that better. I mean, how many times have you been followed by a group of costumed individuals seemingly out to fucking eat you alive? At least that's what I told myself to keep myself moving. Stopping men being devoured by fucking Donald Duck. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go out like that. I will
1: agree there. I don't want to get eaten by Donald (laughs) Duck.
0: I mean, if I had to pick, maybe I would pick that. I like Donald Duck. He's my fave. Is he? Yeah. Of the of the Fab Five, Donald Duck is my fave.
1: That's a good choice. I've always been partial to Goofy. But really? I don't know. I think it's because the, the world according to Goofy cartoons are my favorites. Goofy like the is How-tos. great. He's
0: just a good guy. And the he's Goofy movies really genuine, made him really lovable.
1: He's a genuinely good guy.
0: But yeah, Donald Duck's my favorite. I like his rage. I like that he's a duck. And I like that he looks after his nephews. I
1: like that he's a sailor.
0: Yeah, he's he served in the military. He
1: did, and uh, if you go by the new Ducktales canon, he was once quite the adventurer. I haven't seen
0: it yet. I'm so excited.
1: Ooh, I love Donald. It's so good. If you love Donald, you're going to like it's on the my new Ducktales. They actually explore a little bit of his his history. I heard it
0: was closer to the comics than the old Ducktales.
1: It is. They actually have his parents.
0: Oh, Donald's parents. What, Mister and Missus Duck?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Hortense and Quackmore Duck.
0: I did not remember their names.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's funny because they were in the comics anyway. That's
0: great. Um. Oh, here we go. Uh, I wouldn't go out like that.
1: Tim was crying. Guy was sweating and breathing heavily. (laughs) Why am I? Oh, Tim and Guy. That's why I thought of it. They're they're the hosts of the uh, the worst idea ever podcast. The worst idea of all time. They're
0: also very easy names to think of.
1: Right, but Tim. It's just funny that they have Tim and Guy. I don't know if that's a reference to the worst idea of all time. But Bravo. I feel
0: like one of the biggest suspension of disbelief ruiners in pasta is the naming conventions. I feel like if he just had a friend named Amir, I'd be like, this story is true.
1: Because Uh, no one would just
0: randomly name a character Amir.
1: That's true. I think that that can help, but I don't think it kills it that much for me. Sometimes you can do it really badly. Like, if your Mm -hmm. name is Bob. Like, okay, Bob is a little silly. Yeah. But, like, oh, also never name your characters Jeff, if you can avoid it.
0: And don't name your girlfriend Emily. That's everyone's go-to girlfriend name. Emily. Emily.
1: Emily Elizabeth,
0: like your your dead attractive girlfriend, yeah. is always named Emily.
1: I always liked how in both Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion, both of the main like female characters were named Elizabeth. You had
0: it's a common Elizabeth name.
1: Swan, and then you had Elizabeth Henshaw <laughs> as Gracie's lost love it's in an the mansion movie. movie.
0: Common name. It's even my own middle name. Elizabeth. Extremely common.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth. His hers is a story that haunts this franchise. <laughs> um,
0: Can't get rid of them, those Elizabeths.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, Tim was
0: crying, Guy was sweating.
1: Tim was crying, Guy was sweating because they were watching Grown Ups 2 again. Yeah. And breathing heavily. And I just kept turning my head to see if we were being followed. And of course we were. I'm not sure how many doors we passed at this point or if there were really were different characters at each door. But I knew that this hallway had to end at some point and we were getting the fuck out of this place pronto.
0: Easier said than done.
1: I I looked back after another minute or two running and noticed there was nothing behind us anymore that we could see. I heard footsteps, but I figured we had gotten so far ahead they were still just walking casually like before. The hallway was still going on for what seemed like forever, and Guy needed to stop, or he was going to faint from exhaustion. The door beside us was open, with the light on, but nothing inside.
0: What if it's just clock-out time? Like, it's a shift change, Yeah, and this they're is all just... just using the utilidors to casually walk to the costume room?
1: Yeah, but they could just be in the costume department. Yeah, this is just all they're all
0: just walking back to disrobe and put on their street clothes. Yeah,
1: and they're, these people are running in front of them, and they're just like... Screaming oh,
0: at the top of their lungs. Who are these
1: weird kids? What are they doing nah,
0: here? Ah! Who's running here? down the halls? Yeah. I decided we would hide in there till we caught our breath and could continue onward. As we closed the door behind us, I noticed the room was 1966. <laughs> Again, that meant nothing at the time. Then why did he remember it? Uh, why did he take note of the the number on the room if it meant nothing to him at the time? That,
1: that is that is a little strange. That is a little strange. Yeah. Tim was pacing the room. A guy was laying on the floor, still breathing pretty hard, and I was at the window.
0: They, like, got the vapors. They're, like, collapsing. I everywhere. do believe I have the oh, vapors. Oh, my, my lord.
1: Maybe we'll end a New Orleans Square. <laughs>
0: I do declare!
1: I do declare! I'm a bail cow. <laughs> and I, um, looking out, I saw nothing. No more music. No nothing. It was dark out. Dark out, and hard to tell for sure. But I figured I wouldn't. I would have seen figures, shadows, or something. Still, I kept watch.
0: After 15 minutes or so, Guy, my buddy Guy, said he was good to go. Tim was the only one smart enough to pull out his new Razor cell phone. <laughs> no signal, of course. Don't you're dating your story. Is this, is this a, uh, it's a period piece? Is
1: this an advertisement for Razor? <laughs>
0: It's great viral marketing.
1: And
0: he he marveled at the features he could see on his razor phone. Wow, normally my reception is crystal clear on my razor phone, but right now I have no signal. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, no signal, of course. Quite unusual with a Razor phone. Yeah, um. And T-Mobile's new wireless coverage plan. <laughs> he opened the door subtly, quietly, but heard no footsteps. Nothing was following us anymore, but we weren't taking chances. We got back to running.
1: I like the ellipses at the end. Yeah. got well, back to running. Running. It only <laughs> took us another seven minutes to reach the door, give or take. It had no keypad, and it was open. We entered the corridor from before, and thank God there were no doors. We ran for the elevator and got in, pushed the up button and stood there, looking at each other dumbfounded as to what had just happened. (laughs) For twenty minutes! (laughs) (laughs) None of us spoke, we just walked till the elevator opened, backed into Toontown and started making our way for the front gate.
0: We kept a low profile, using the same duck and hide technique that had gotten us this far from the get-go. Maintenance workers and security guards were still about, but we couldn't take any more chances. Finally, Tim lost it and took off in a sprint. I couldn't imagine what had sent him off, until I looked and saw that everyone in the park just stood there, staring at us with blank faces.
1: Audio animatronics have gotten really sophisticated. Yeah,
0: they can do anything. Yeah.
1: We heard a voice over the intercom explaining that three fugitives had escaped <laughs> from captivity and needed to be escorted does back. This
0: man does not have an intercom system of <laughs> any kind.
1: I just picture, I just picture the voice of Disneyland going, your attention, please. Yeah. Three fugitives have escaped from Disney's jail. We
0: regret to inform you that.
1: (laughs) We we are interrupted. We we regret to inform you that Main Street Electrical Parade has been temporarily, has been temporarily (laughs) postponed.
0: Did I tell you I met that guy?
1: Oh, you did? I met
0: the voice of Disneyland.
1: That's very cool. I had him say hi
0: to one of my friends.
1: Nice. (laughs) Ah, that's awesome. I
0: know. He was really nice.
1: (laughs) That's good to hear. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, costume characters. Costume characters appeared from the shadows, workers and guards chasing us after us. Everyone was sprinting for us. I couldn't see well, but I imagined drool dripping from their jowls. <laughs> they wanted us back down there. We had escaped and they were pissed.
0: The gate was just up ahead.
1: You know what? Um, I will say a lot of this could be chalked up to the narrator's imagination.
0: You're right. So he thought the costumes were falling. He thought him. the costumes.
1: He could be just. He, he could be just having a panic attack. Yep. You know. But there
0: is no park-wide PA system you can access by an intercom. Uh, they just have pre-recorded messages and then everyone wears radios.
1: Oh, that's, that makes sense. So
0: maybe it, it'd be more realistic if they were walking past someone and heard a radio on his belt give that announcement. Uh-huh. But it's a little weird when it's, like, a cheery voice of Disneyland announcement.
1: Right. That's so weird. you're the person I gotta to consult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please, stay seated while we are escorted (laughs) back to jail. (laughs) Or you will
0: be eaten by costumed performers.
1: (laughs) The creepiest thing about it all was that besides the voice over the intercom, the park was dead silent. No chat from the workers could be heard, even now, as we were running for what we assumed was our lives. From the characters, the workers, the guards, no one bothered to shout after us. No one yelled, no one said stop. Nothing. Just footsteps and an occasional cough from Guy.
0: As we made it past the park's front gate, we didn't stop until we got to the parking lot. Our car was gone, and we were left scratching our heads for five minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we continued running down the road, which went on for miles, stopping occasionally, do,
0: yeah. <laughs> stopping
1: occasionally for us to catch our breath. We made it to a little corner store where Tim used to cell to call a taxi cab. Okay,
0: what what city is Disneyland in? in uh, this apparently, it,
1: apparently, it's in the middle of like Arizona. I
0: know they just like run out to like back roads, and then they run to like an old like, gas station. The, the
1: harbor, for, like har, like Harbor Boulevard, is right there.
0: Right, like their hotel. Even if you're running, even if There's you're a running, from, less than a mile yeah, away. Like, did you
1: guys run down the onto the on ramp toward the five freeway? <laughs> yeah, was
0: running on the five. Yeah,
1: like okay. <laughs> Where is
0: everyone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be even creepier if they like left and like. The streets were dead, and yeah. there was no one on the road.
0: Yeah, they're just like all down. Like the freeway, no one's in the, the freeway IHop is empty. Even. Like yeah. that's that's
1: actually because then you have like a weird like maybe we are in an alternate exactly. universe. Exactly. It'd
0: be like how did how did this happen?
1: How how did Disneyland end up like this? <laughs> uh,
0: Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah. They
0: made it to a little corner store.
1: We made it to a little corner store in the heart of Anaheim. In the heart of Anaheim. Yeah, that's probably right. But okay,
0: a little corner store uh, where
1: Tim uses cell phone to taxi cab. When we finally arrived, we took the cab back to the hotel we were staying at, paid the fare, and went to up to our rooms.
0: (laughs) They just, like, went to sleep. Oh, have a good night. In the end, the next day, we got a call from the hotel's front desk, so we headed downstairs. There were officers waiting for us. They said our car had been impounded and we needed to pay the fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's realistic. Oh, yeah. They didn't ask us any other questions, and we didn't bother telling the police anything that happened. Even now, on this random... Um, board?
1: Oh, this, I'm assuming this was posted on a message board. Oh, okay. All right.
0: Sure. Even now on this random board, probably something awful. Yeah. People who don't have a reason to believe, to disbelieve me, don't believe me. Or 4chan. So how could an officer, or um, Reddit?
1: Or, yeah, it, possibly. I'm thinking Reddit. Anywhere.
0: So how could an officer of the law be expected to? We didn't bother. We simply paid the fine and drove home.
1: You should have paid the fine. <laughs> We didn't talk about what happened the whole drive back. It wasn't until a couple of weeks later that I got myself to search up the numbers. Curiosity, I guess. He remembered them for weeks? I'm surprised he actually remembered them. Well, I guess, if it, giving him the benefit of the doubt, playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. here, if you're having a terrifying experience and you're looking for answers in some way, I mean, the the oddness of the numbering...
0: I could see you lo- rem- remembering he'd he'd the remember key that. code, because I would understand the temptation to like look over the guy's shoulder if it was easy and memorize the code yeah um but remembering the numbers on the doors is a little weird
1: that is a little weird um
0: as you all know walt disney was born december 5th 1901 the room we were in was 1901 and the door next to us uh, next to it was 1205 also he died december 15th 1966 which was the key code the worker had put in to lead us into the main corridor.
1: Which is a strange, what a strange coincidence, I decided. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I like that he doesn't chalk it up to a conspiracy, (laughs) he just says it's a coincidence.
0: Whether any of that was real at all, I couldn't tell you. Maybe our imaginations ran wild. We were tired. It was around 1am when we made our escape, so it's plausible that's the answer. I'll never forget it, though. And I haven't been back since.
1: Written by HorrorFan664. You know what? As goofy as some of this is, the story does show a remarkable level of restraint. There was no blood or guts.
0: He didn't find find Tim's body with its head torn off. Yeah. He didn't find a Mickey that was, um, its mouth was covered with blood and it was eating a raccoon or something. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I mean, there are some things that are a little bit like, I feel tropey when it comes to, this is a clearly creepy thing about Disney. Yeah. But, but that being said, um... I actually have to applaud the story for showing remarkable restraint and not jumping the the shark as much as I thought it It,
0: was. Yeah, I think the small world dolls are the moment it jumped the shark.
1: I (laughs) think that some of this could be retconned out and the story could actually be salvageable.
0: Oh, yeah, I know you could salvage this story easily. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I don't know. I'd I would mean, probably take out the costume people too.
1: Maybe. I, I, I. Having costumes hanging in rooms is kind of a creepy idea. Maybe you could just leave it at that.
0: You know what would be scary? What? Is like, um, if instead, and like nothing supernatural happens, but just if the security guards act really weird, yeah. like they come back with the paperwork and they're like, and we brought your old pal Goofy. And then oh. Goofy's just there, and they're like, While hey, they're, they're being. Be, like, wouldn't that be unnerving? That
1: would actually be pretty unnerving. And
0: they're like, and Goofy comes. <laughs> In and he's like miming that they need to sign the paperwork he'd be like what's yeah. going on like that would be really scary and then or, nothing they just like let them go home and, and then they're like, they say like remember Goofy's watching kids and, and then like Goofy like, does what? a mime
1: of like being handcuffed yeah like, he does the whole and like, mimes, out like thing. crying and stuff oh that would be and, like, that would be good yeah I like that just weird behavior
0: and then like maybe Goofy like the officer leaves and then Goofy gestures and he starts trying to lead them down a hallway or something like he's gonna help like yeah. oh no like he's gonna lock them up or something and then the guard comes back and he's like Goofy I Told you to leave our guests alone. Like it's like this weird play <laughs> acting. Oh, that would be so scary.
1: Oh, that that would definitely be more realistic to a degree. But, but I, like I,
0: the I, creature that they're like chastising. Like yeah, they're allowing goofy, him to be part of the bad process. goofy. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I, you know what? Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm pleasantly surprised with this story.
0: I don't know if that's the word. I Pleasantly surprised.
1: <laughs> well, because here's the thing: knowing seeing the name, I kind of went into it with kind of low expectations. Oh yeah, I thought it would be
0: much worse.
1: I, I don't think it's particularly amazing or anything like that. But I <laughs> think again, I. I have to give I, I think it's a salvageable story.
0: There was definitely restraint and not having the catacombs um be part of what was scary. Like they didn't make like there were Disney no- has sinister secret catacombs. They were just like, Yeah, they had a basement.
1: Yeah, they just had a basement and they were and they were and small world. All, they were the playing Small the rooms World down in there, order. and like all these Disney anima- all these Disney characters were there, and the ones you don't see very often. Oh my God, Brer Bear! Yeah. No,
0: this <laughs> oh, is where they leave Brer Bear to die.
1: Oh man, the the country bears appear. It's even more. Yeah. They could get that that be scary. Like just more and more obscure characters. Like you had, you get Have like Have you the- ever
0: seen that on the Big Thunder Trail? They used to do that. Um, yeah, when they were training new character performers, they would send out a parade of all these costumes that never come out.
1: I heard about that, which is really yeah. cool and I'm, I never got to experience it. But if they're it. training
0: for goofy height, they can't send out six goofies at once so they start really scraping the bottom of the barrel and they're like, send out uh, Jafar, Don Carnage, uh, the tall country bear because <laughs> they need to get all the costumes used and they want to give them all their performance assessment at that, the same time. That's
1: completely fair. I, I, think, that's, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, so usually I like to wrap these stories up with what we call our freshness rating which okay. is usually I make a food analogy but you could usually be a, a blank out of blank. Okay. Like it just be a weird blank out of blank. So for this one, I'll give it uh, I'll give it a a one fine for an impounded car out of uh, the voice of Disney over an intercom.
0: <laughs> Ooh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a food analogy with this one. Okay, I'm gonna say this was like getting a big delicious plate of pasta. Okay. Creepy pasta, yeah, but it's not the shape of pasta that you like. It's like your least favorite pasta shape. That's the most difficult to eat. So you're like, and it's, it's like covered you ordered- in almost too much parmesan.
1: Okay, so it's like you'll still eat it, but yeah. it's not going to be. I'm what like, you oh, you angel hair. Like you, Yeah, it's like you ordered, like, rigatoni, yeah. and it comes I, out. Yeah, I
0: always go rigatoni or penne pasta. That's a good choice, mm-hmm. yeah. I like tubes. I don't like those worm ones.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, it's like it showed up its angel hair, and they put, like, entirely too much parmesan on it.
1: That's fair. I actually like a lot of parmesan, but that's much.
0: There's a such thing as there too is, much. There
1: is such thing as too An much. An old
0: spaghetti factory makes that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. All right, that's one down, one to go. So, okay. I queued up another one that's called Club 33, A Dark oh, Secret. Oh, boy. Now, we're going to see how this goes. Okay. Um, Out of all the bad things to come, out of Walter Elias, Walt Disney, and his so-called Park of Magic. tension is
0: strong already.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. And the happiest place on earth. There are big quotes around those. I don't think he's
0: ever called it Park of Magic, so it's definitely bold to put that in quotes. Uh
1: Uh-huh. People do not really seem to pay any attention to them. That is because they do not know the truth. I am writing this where they can't get me. I know too much. They say. (laughs) front-loading. Okay,
0: another of my favorite pasta tropes is the narrator who's actively writing it while still in danger. Like, there was one about some guy getting kidnapped by evil McDonald's, and he's like, I'm writing this on a laptop from their secret McDonald's, Ronald McDonald's and house," and he's looking over my shoulder as i read as I'm that one.
1: It. I read that one. We read that one. That was so... That one is notoriously awful. That notoriously cray. That one is, notoriously, that awful. That that one is notoriously awful. But that's where <laughs> we got our, our team name, the Welcome Committee. Oh! Because there's that one line, oh, here comes the Welcome okay, Committee. Okay, I forgot
0: about that one. Um, Allow me to explain myself. I cannot give out my name for obvious reasons, but I can tell you as much as I can reveal about Disney and Disneyland.
1: I am currently 28 years old. The events that occurred took place in 2007. It was a hot summer day in Southern California, having considerably wealthy parents... And just so, out of college, so, uh, Bruce Wayne, yeah. I didn't really have anything to do for another few months. I was lonely and had only books and the internet to keep me company. You don't... You oh, don't, I'm just
0: a rich SoCal kid with a lot of money and nothing to do.
1: <laughs> you know, re- what I do. Oh, I... Well... I think he's going to buy an annual pass. He
0: might. I thought of going to visit my relatives or something to keep me busy until I thought about Disneyland. I had not been to Disneyland in a couple of years and it always brought me joy and happiness. Disneyland gave almost everyone a sense of safety, happiness, and just complete wonder.
1: He's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah he or yeah
0: it's so the mission I, statement it's definitely a guy i just assume every pasta narrator is a guy it's mean,
1: a safe assumption but it's you fair. know like uh with the narrators i think sometimes uh, i booked a shuttle and it bought a two-day ticket and the next you could have bought an annual pass yeah i'm just saying well, you're 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 a rich kid in well, southern california for the summer well he could be from like mission viejo or he something he might
0: not want to come back that's know. that's a good point sounds like this was like a spur-of-the-moment decision
1: it probably was. Yeah, he just doesn't have a lot. He well, can
0: always upgrade at the end of the day if he enjoys his experience, which right. I'm sure he will. Maybe he doesn't live in Southern California.
1: Maybe he doesn't live in Southern California. Maybe he's visiting. He's going to school in Southern California. Maybe he's maybe he's it going say to like he
0: booked a shuttle.
1: Yeah, so. so maybe he's at USC or something. Okay, all right. I booked a shuttle and bought a two day ticket, and the next day I was there. As I stepped through the ticket booth, I marveled at how beautiful the scenery was. It was a mid to slow uh, day they were having, with a total of around 500. 500- what? <laughs> Okay, that's ah! the most unbelievable thing ah! about the story immediately. Oh
0: my God, 500 people in the park. You it, would not it, oh, even see another human being. I've seen the park at 500 people for a business function and you literally, it looks abandoned. It's a ghost town though. Because everyone's like on a ride. You literally don't see a living soul when there's 500 people in the park.
1: Well, so that's, we're talking about, a mid, that never happens even on a mid to slow day. No. Like.
0: A mid to slow day is like, I don't know, 20,000 people. Let alone in, 2000, <laughs> let
1: alone in 2007 yeah. when the story is set. Because like, I've I remember going to Disneyland as a kid and we would go on Wednesdays. Yeah. And Wednesdays were dead, and you could like want, run down Main Street pinwheeling your arms, yeah. but there were still people everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, like more than 500 people.
1: <laughs> uh, excluding the employees. The cast members. There <laughs> would be way
0: more cast members than people on yeah. that day.
1: He must, maybe he, hmm. Okay, maybe, well, it's
0: a scary story. Maybe, okay. maybe it's part of the creepiness. Maybe. It's suspiciously empty. It's okay. suspiciously
1: empty. Okay, we'll give it that. Without the laughter of kids and, well, people, it seemed off. What was weird was that it was summer. I had a feeling it would be packed with people. I dismissed it as... See? Okay, okay, okay. okay. So maybe we jumped to conclusions Yeah, a we, we were judging I, too fast. I'm sorry. I dismissed it as it meant... As it meant shorter lines. Yeah, it would well, yeah. Mean no lines. If you realize, <laughs> if you realized that there was like only 500 people, the park would be like, fuck yes, right? No, yeah. it
0: it'd be, It would mean literally no lines. We you can... would walk onto everything all day.
1: They probably it would. They, they, you would probably the like the CMs working on rides would probably be like, yeah, you want to ride Grizzly River Run again? You yeah, just they, sit they would, in the, would never ask you
0: to get even Space Mountain. They'd be like, just stay on. Just stay
1: in the car. Like I would literally just sit on like Pirates of the Caribbean for yeah. the whole day. No, like, I know it'd honestly. be amazing. And speaking of which.
0: The first ride I went to was the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. To my surprise, it was completely empty with only one ride operator and one employee who directed people to their seats. I got in and the ride started. I was genuinely creeped out by the darkness and the echoing voices of the animatronics. That would be creepy if you were alone. Yeah. At one point, it got so quiet I could literally hear the gears of the animatronics. It doesn't have to be that quiet. It's not that that quiet. Um, but every so often, I could have sworn that I saw someone watching me out of the corner of my eye. Okay,
1: a little unsettling. That's yeah. fine. You know, it's, but you're right. It doesn't have to... Have you ever been to the Tiki Room? I mean, you can Yeah, hear, you can hear
0: them <laughs> over everything. <laughs> yeah, the clicking.
1: And well, especially the you
0: hear, not the gears, but well, I'll give him that one.
1: Well, especially when the, uh, the birds of paradise start singing. Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: I think you're literally hearing their mouths hitting each other. Oh, clack, clack,
1: clack, oh, clack. Wee, clack, 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 clack
0: my tour Um, trainer knew every word to that song I admired him
1: that's (laughs) awesome
0: what an amazing skill
1: did you know that uh, Weird Al he once did a performance I think at the House of Blues or no, maybe it was in Walt Disney World, but he was doing a he was doing a number, and he all randomly went into Ta Waka Waka Taka Waka Yeah, that's
0: one I'm about. Oh yeah, that's
1: Ta But he, he did it he did it really fast. Yeah,
0: it's really hard. It's so good. <laughs> I tried to learn it; it's too hard. And
1: he also he also segued into Grim Grinning Ghosts at one yes, point. Yeah, so that was amazing. Oh, amazing. Um, after riding a couple of empty rides and seeing probably only twelve tourists, I decided to go to Club Thirty
0: Three. What? 33. what?
1: Club 33... He which, thinks
0: he could just go to it? Okay. Well, let, let,
1: well, well okay, hold on, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, Club 33 was just a small restaurant slash cafe that was one of the first buildings to be constructed no. in Disneyland.
0: Okay, let's hear him out. Let's see where this goes. Walt
1: Disney was supposedly a Freemason <gasps> slash Illuminati member. Yeah, this is true. And so was, true. Okay, and was All known for putting subliminal messages in his cartoons. Yep, sounds like Walt. 33 was a code for the Freemasons, which many people did not know in the early 50s. I entered it and again and what? It, wait, okay, he
0: just walked in. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, no club. I think
0: he's thinking blue Bayou, but the rest of the description doesn't suggest that. Cl-
1: Can I I just want to point it out for anybody who restaurant. doesn't know, yeah. Club 33 is an extremely exclusive restaurant that's above New Orleans Square and wasn't there until New Orleans Square was built in the 60s. Yeah,
0: it's designed to be so unobtrusive that most people don't even know it's there. Um, you're not, it's not designed for you to notice it unless you're a member. You have to go up to it, ring a doorbell, and then show your membership proof before you can enter. Right.
1: And even if you are a member, you have to wait almost like years in yeah, order to get your there's reservation. there's a long wait
0: list. It's done by lottery now. Um, mm-hmm. and then you have to pre-book your reservations ahead of time, usually for dining. There's also a dress code, so you don't just stroll in. You have to know that that's what you're doing with your day. It
1: is the most exclusive club at Disneyland. Yes. So I'm already kind of like, you're, you're, your facts are way off, and that damages the believability of the story.
0: Well, but, it's, I'm sure it's going to improve from here.
1: Well, it's fine. Unless it, but we've already established this is the alternate reality Disneyland. You're
0: right; it's empty, so anything can happen.
1: <laughs> anything can happen at Disneyland. <laughs> um, I entered it, and again, empty. There were, there was I saw a small <laughs> door behind the counter, about four and a half feet tall. I was always the curious type, so I opened the door with a key I found on what? the counter. And I entered. What?
0: Is this written by someone who's like 13? Now I feel bad. It's
1: possible. The
0: video game dynamics of finding a key and then immediately using it to open a door. There's like no humanity to this narrator. He's just like, no. and of course I found a key and I opened the door.
1: And then when I grabbed the, uh, and then when I grabbed the doorknob, it went, oh, <laughs> 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 what do you want? At, at, at first it was pitch black with the exception of the light from the cafe.
0: I walked three more feet, and the door behind me slammed, literally made a huge wham noise, and shut behind me. The small doorway started becoming larger as I continued on. Does he mean the passageway, or did the door grow? (laughs) Soon, six overhead lights came on, exactly six, and revealed that I was in a nine-foot-tall snow white, the color, (laughs) that's good, with an elevator in front of me. The elevator had a red and black keypad, complete with two Mickey ears. (laughs) Some sort of secret room, maybe? Well, you did unlock a door to get here, so I think that's a fair guess.
1: You unlocked this door with the key. With an old, like, antique
0: key. Yeah, you're right.
1: Beyond it is another dimension. A
0: dimension of sight.
1: Dimension of, well, void.
0: (laughs) Below the keypad was a slab of, a slab or pure gold with silver letters that, when read, revealed this.
1: Doeth unto man as they have given us, masons of the free, we are brothers.
0: Above the sentence was a pyramid with an eye, known as the all-seeing eye. No,
1: it was just Bill Cipher.
0: It didn't take a genius, or maybe it did, to find out what the two-character code was. I put my finger to the keypad. As I pressed the three, I felt the button of the number had a slimy, sort of spongy texture to it. Gross. I don't know why that would be. Yeah,
1: gross. I pressed the three again and hit enter. The elevator made a whoosh sound. <laughs> I like the open.
0: onomatopoeia. I do. Historic. Yeah,
1: I do like that. And a voice, barely audible, came from the base of the elevator. It's
0: very goosebumps writing style. It very is. Welcome back, Walt. It said.
1: Welcome back, Walt. Wait, maybe our wait, maybe our maybe it's not actually referencing Disney. What if our narrator's name is Walt and he just gave That'd away his name? That would be great. He's like, how would you know? How did you know? Oh uh,
0: yeah, he really failed at this remaining secret. If thing.
1: you had opened the door, it would have said, "Welcome back, Jenny."
0: Yeah, I just knew it was. Yeah, I just knew. It's pretty amazing. They read it off his magic band, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was very high tech for the '50s, unless this was made recently. I stepped into the elevator, and the overhead lights shut off instantly. That's when the elevator started to go down. You know what I think? Mm-hmm. This is uh this is like the st- the tech that was in uh, Tomorrowland. The You're movie. right.
0: You're right. This was written by Brad Bird.
1: <laughs> this was written by Brad Bird, but this his real time-
0: experience.
1: What our narrator doesn't know is he's gonna get given a pin. Yeah. And that pin's gonna unlock
0: he's gonna ride small world. An
1: alternate dimension. Yeah.
0: After a minute, I finally reached wherever this elevator was supposed to go. It was pitch black for a few seconds, then I saw as a few lights above, a lamp, and a vanity desk struggled to turn on. <laughs> when the lights fully started up, I looked around this strange place. It was about the size of a boss's
1: office. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? does that mean? <laughs>
0: this is definitely written by, like, a child, right? Like, Well, I mean, I think that's a, that's a safe
1: assumption. <laughs> that's like, like someone
0: walking into room and saying, it was the size of a mommy's room. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is the size of a boss's office?
1: (laughs) It's a boss apostrophe office. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And there was a silver vault on the left. Surprisingly, it was open. I inspected the desk first. On the table was some VHS tape, which had a title hastily scribbled on as Suicide House. Oh, no. Crossover fake. It was coated in a layer of dust and broken down. That was an odd title if it was made by Disney, but I ignored it.
1: They had to bring Suicide Mouse into there. Of course this. they did. Oh, God. Besides a destroyed VHS tape and a nameplate titled Walter Disney. Oh, this is just
0: Walt's office.
1: <laughs> did he ever go by Walter? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, okay. No. Because I always thought he just wanted he, people he to call him to be Uncle
0: Walt, yeah. He's
1: Uncle Walt. He's, he's our Uncle he Walt. He was very informal. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was the whole thing maybe about on name plate, you know, maybe on
0: a nameplate, you know. On a
1: nameplate... Well, yeah. Maybe it was
0: a gift and he didn't want to be rude.
1: (laughs) He put it down here in his secret lair where he he just puts all the the forgotten stuff. (laughs) He's like, Oh, it's well, next to
0: like an expired calendar like, like
1: like, I could picture him at the real club 33 and they're just like here you go Wall for your birthday he looks like he goes oh uh, thank you thank you very much yeah
0: I'll put this in the Elvis up? now no
1: I almost I almost I didn't mean well. to it was like well uh, I, I appreciate it and then he like just goes and is like I'm putting this in here next to the scary cartoon that I didn't
0: mean <laughs> <Yeah>. to <know. laughs> suicide mouse that was also a gift it wasn't very well received <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: the desk was empty the
1: desk was empty and dusty I looked into the vault, and surprisingly, it was clean, as if someone had recently polished it.
0: Or as if it had been closed, so dust hadn't gotten inside.
1: There's that. It was filled to the brim with old tapes, notes, and other various things. But what caught my eye was a small refrigerator in the back of the vault. It was a struggle to open it. Is it Walt's head? It's going to be Walt's head. But when it finally snapped open, I saw something that made me vomit on the floor. (laughs) Yes, it is! It is! <laughs> the story it's, is
0: great! It so is! In the refrigerator was a glass jar. <laughs> it was filled with frozen water, and inside was Walt Disney's frozen head. Oh, no. It looked as if he had just died yesterday, his skin fully intact. After recovering from the nausea, I shut the refrigerator door closed. Who on God's green earth would do that? (laughs) Was this some sort of sick joke or something? On the top of the refrigerator was a note. I opened it and read it.
1: All right, I'm going to do my bad Walt voice this whole thing. Okay, yes, I'm
0: glad this is your paragraph. Um,
1: Dear my faithful employees and brothers of the free, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but I have discovered that I am dying. (laughs) I need to still finish what I started. Many of us know that of the ones who discovered us, they are still out here. Do whatever you need to do to get rid of them. When they are on, when they are on the attractions, make it look oh like an God. accident, and let the public believe that it was their fault. We cannot risk the world knowing. I have already gotten rid of one by means of being <laughs> crushed on the
0: people mover. That too soon? Oh, too he was s- obviously
1: referring to the death of the seventeen-year-old boy back in the nineteen-sixties, which the police report described as being crushed to death by the people mover, an old attraction that was removed. So this okay? Oh, hold on. So that mono, so that the monorail could be placed.
0: What? They didn't could, replace the people mover with the monorail.
1: He apparently fell off the first car and was crushed by the next. Going at a painful speed of two miles per hour, could he have discovered whatever the Freemasons were doing?
0: This is like if I wrote a parody of <laughs> Disney Creepy I would write this.
1: I trust you in making sure that they are all silenced permanently. Yours truly, Walt D. P.S. Walt D. P.S. Marty, uh, Marty, you're a good boy. Make sure you write that uh, that good ep- that good epitaph for the haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Um, can I just say, like, it's weird that our narrator is getting some facts right Mm -hmm. and then some facts completely wrong.
0: I know. Well, they said that the people mover was taken out so they could put in the monorail.
1: Don't you mean the rocket
0: rods? No, the monorail.
1: Okay, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'd once. almost forgotten. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. did replace the people. They did take out the people movers so they could, like, adjust the monorail track. That's totally what happened. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Okay.
0: And the Freemasons. And the yeah.
1: Freemasons. For clearly, the Freemasons needed to kill the 17 year old. Yeah, boy. the
0: 17 year old knew too much. And everyone always believes 17 year olds, so you've got to crush him on the people mover. Oh, my that God. That death had witnesses. It did. He oh, my God. He climbed out in front of his friends. Like, wh- wh- how did they kill him by making him do that?
1: I. I don't know. Walt
0: himself was on the car next to him wearing like a comical disguise.
1: And he, he hauled him out <laughs> he, he with his had, bare arms. He had Groucho glasses, yeah. even though he already he had, had the big, so yeah, you can he see had his an Walt- additional mustache
0: you, on top yeah, of his mustache. You can
1: see his Walt stash under the Groucho stash. Yep. Like, oh man. Oh, it's are up He's next. He's a subtle
0: man. He What's is. going on? What was so important about Walt's involvement in the Freemasons? <laughs> what were they planning? I was horrified and I ran back to the elevator. I finally got back to Club 33 and it was empty. I ran out only to be greeted by Disney security. About time they start doing their um, seriously. job. I want this to turn into the last story. Please. They grabbed me by the arms and started dragging me to a secret security booth. Okay. At this point, I was terrified. So the only logical thing to do while the first one was typing the code to the keypad in was to bite his arm. I bit in with all my might and he let go in agony. I ran, not even looking back. I heard faintly the guards calling for backup at their location that a certain someone had discovered the truth and would be taken in for questioning.
1: (laughs) It was really easy to discover the truth with the key to the secret door on a shelf. And the secret code to get into Club 33 is 33. (laughs) They named it that, like, to help you break in. Like, you'd think someone would have just opened that door anyway from the Anyone could have, especially with the lack of people. Anyone, and
0: apparently the entire security staff know what's going on.
1: I, I ran to the nearest cover and waited there until they sent more people looking for me. Well, I want to know what the cover is. Where are you hiding in Disneyland? He's
0: hiding inside the hippo in It's a Small World. <laughs> in its mouth.
1: I, I have a cute story about It's a Small World that oh I my can God. tell in a little bit. I have bit. an
0: uncute story. Oh, okay. We'll save them for the end. <laughs> sure,
1: that sounds good. Because I think we need to we, we cap this off with some yeah. personal stories. Yeah. I decided to make a break for it. I jumped the gate to the park entrance and climbed the monorail track. I heard them screaming, He's over there! And ran across the bullet train's track. I heard a loud chugging and realized it was the bullet train. It's not a bullet train. Yeah, the bullet
0: train, you know.
1: Like in Tokyo. Instinctively, I jumped off the track just as the train was nearing toward me. (laughs) I fell at least nine feet into some bushes and trees.
0: I had avoided the same fate as one of the other people who knew too much. In the 1970s, a 30-year-old man in another Anaheim police report was trying to sneak into the park by means of the monorail track. Maybe he was trying to escape, like me. Okay.
1: He was a... That's
0: a little more legit yeah, sounding. I mean... he's. Yeah. It could be a made-up story. They don't know if he's trying to get in or out.
1: We were just told. I will accept that. I mean... The other
0: one was weird because yep. he had witnesses, but this one, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't know much about that until until later. From what people thought he was trying to sneak in, because it was, again, it was a grad night thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, my friend gave me some water and food and drove me back to my house. I didn't... T- okay, so he has a house in SoCal. I didn't yeah. tell him what happened to me. If you oh, were, wait, it says my
0: house was three hours from the park.
1: Oh, okay. If you're so, wondering why okay. I did not tell anybody about it earlier, I, I, I did. But you don't know. But if, if what? you don't know, companies can pay search engines <laughs> to delete and not show results on something. Yeah, they. they I mean, can. They I can, guess. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I don't know if they have been looking for me lately, but if they have, I've moved away far from California. What were the Freemasons doing that they don't want anyone to know? So far, they have found everyone who had known the truth. I still think that they preserved Walt's head so that when they found a way to revive him, he could finish what he started.
1: <laughs> the sad thing is, uh, we read an SCP. Uh, you know about the SCP, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, we read one that was actually called Disney on Ice, and it oh. was the, the SCP was actually Walt's frozen head oh that they found. But it's actually really well done. Like okay. they really like that. There's a phone in the tank with the head, and that somewhere in the facility, sometimes a phone rings. Anyone who answers it gets a call from Walt saying, "Like, uh, I need your help to finish this project." This, I want to do that. It's called I Epcot. I want you to help me finish that, because the others they don't understand. They don't understand my true vision. That's so creepy. It's a really good. It's it is creepy and it's good. And he always and again he talks about that boy Marty. Marty, he's got he's got promise that Marty. Oh man, you know I thought it was. Re- it's, it's that's it's,
0: even creepier now.
1: The, especially yeah, that Marty's Marty yeah. just passed away. Yeah. Marty Sklar, for anyone who's wondering. Yeah. Um, okay, so the uh, again, for some reason, I I I went into this. We went into this one blind. I think this one, uh, not not as surprising yeah. as the first one. That's for sure. Um, if you're gonna do a story like this, uh, I, I my advice would be to just like first get your facts straight mm-hmm. on some of these things. And secondly, I don't know, I feel like it could be expanded and you could, that's a way you could improve the story.
0: I mean, the whole idea of a secret club could be inherently creepy, but they totally didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I can't even think of one part of this that was nice. I guess that's the meanest critique I could give.
1: Now that's that's <laughs> fair. Um, but, like... Okay, the monorail
0: thing. That the, was a good way to work it into the story. Yeah. They clearly yeah. did a baseline amount of research but then didn't, like, make sure any of it was true.
1: Um, is there a credit to this story? I don't see a credit to this No, they're anonymous because they don't
0: want Disney to find them. Oh, that's
1: true, but I'm gonna if see... I'm, their name. I'm gonna see the history. Okay. I'm gonna see who posted who it. added
0: to the Wiki. who
1: put it on the wiki it might not be the original author it's yeah, probably anonymous
0: yeah it from reddit uh
1: sag- s- saguar saguarobo Bro.
0: like a like a cactus
1: yeah like a saguarobro bro. yeah that's a good username slosh if you didn't...
0: train is a great name too
1: slosh train oh there's little skeletons our old friend little skeletons that's a good
0: name too yeah good
1: old little skeletons uh we we recently on the show had uh cleric of madness who's the creator of this okay on our, on of the, the wiki of, his, of the wiki okay yeah so he, he's really cool Um, but yeah, On uh, this is your
0: rating. What do you give? Okay.
1: I will give this a, uh, I will give this a Monte Cristo sandwich out of the weird fifties built in the fifties club 33. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to rate this using a quote from the story. Yeah. I'm going to say I saw something that made me want to vomit on the floor. (laughs) Oh, made me vomit on the floor. I think he literally did it.
1: He did literally he vomit on the, floor. on the floor. Walt was mad that he vomited on the floor right in front of him. Yeah, and that's why security that got called. Like he would have yeah. been okay. He, I, I imagine he turned it on, and he's just like, "Ah!" And Walt was, was about security, to be like, but it was "Well, like you found wolf. me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you inherit my oh, yeah, oh, well, that's, that's not good. disgusting. Oh no, it's don't a little, don't do a bit
0: offensive when he meets someone mm-hmm. to vomit on the floor.
1: Walt, Walt's really uh, like a neat freak. Yeah, like, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hmm. Got to keep
0: things clean. Yeah, that's
1: true. All right, well, uh, I think that's a good place to cap it off. I, there was another story I had tried to find that I actually remember kind of enjoying that was about Big Thunder Mountain.
0: Oh, I might have read that. That's what's yeah. familiar.
1: I don't think... And, and from what I recall of it it, it, was, it, it had parts that were clunky. Oh, it's the
0: one where there's a ghost on the right next to Yeah, but it's right? it's the
1: ghost of the guy who actually died on Big yeah, Thunder Mountain. Yeah, I thought
0: that was a little bit like, I don't know if you should use real people for your
1: creepypastas. I mean, you can. I mean, we 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 had two real people kind of we referenced. Did. And, I mean, if you... I, mean, I feel like
0: if you use them I'm, I'm, elegantly...
1: I'm guilty of that. <laughs> really? Well, I mean... In, Which ones? Well, in both... In Grad Night and the Haunted Mansion. But cause... you didn't
0: directly say it was the Grad Night kids, did you? Or...
1: No, no, no. I oh, mean... the person that drowned... They the... were there on the same night that yeah, the... Yeah, the... but you didn't
0: say the ghost of the guy that drowned in the Rivers of America, like, appeared.
1: No, but the, the idea that... Is kind of brought across is that whenever someone dies in the parks, mm-hmm. these weird these weird uh, hallways appear under the haunted mansion yeah. that aren't normally accessible. Like there's some crazy. sort of extra dimensional space that shows up, mm-hmm. and no and and no one really knows why or why the hatbox yeah. ghost is down. The original hatbox ghost is down there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but uh, that's the most I've ever been able to say about it. And uh, there is a, I, I will say again, I've actually written the third part of that saga, mm-hmm. which is. Um, Not only loosely connected to the other two, because I wanted to take it in a different direction, but, uh, that remains to be seen. Anyway, that's the plug I'm giving. Look out for the third story, which is called, I won't say it yet, because I'm still working on the title. The working title is, uh, Doorless Chambers Archive. Okay. (laughs) Um... Uh but yeah, I think we were going to share a couple cute st- or I was okay, going to share a cutie- cute.
0: Small world my my story? cute
1: small world story is that um I had the good fortune one time of getting to meet Alice Davis.
0: Oh, awesome. She's
1: really nice and really funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, she told a really good story about um uh when she worked on um a Carousel of Progress, mm-hmm. which I will tell later. But uh this is more about a thing because well, I was I was hanging I was at this event called Mechanized Magic Kingdom. I was there early and Someone who was with her was like, "I need to go to the bathroom," and like took off. And she—it was, was just her and me for some reason. She mm-hmm. looked at me and said, "You want to hear a story about what Walt's favorite part of Small World was?" And oh, like, man. I'm like, "Yeah, what was Walt's favorite part of Small World?" he—he he really liked the laughing hyenas. That was his favorite They're thing. They're great. He said it didn't. Ma- he Walt always said that no matter how bad his day was, when he would go on that ride and he'd see those laughing hyenas just living yucking it up, <laughs> it always made him feel a little better. That's cute. I was like, "Oh, Alice was a sweetheart." That's yeah. awesome. Uh, what Mark about you? Davis was
0: always my favorite
1: Imagineer. I I I, I love Mark Davis. He did so much, and um, that was the same day I also got to meet Exotensio. So that no was no way. Also, yeah. oh, that's awesome. I have a thing signed by both of them. Oh they man, they signed my program. I also met. Uh, I also, weirdly enough, met Neil Patrick Harris in a men's room at the that's same weird. thing. But that's that's, uh, that's that's a different story. That sounds really bad in the context. was weird. Um, but you had a nice story. less
0: cute. <laughs> There was a day at Christmas time um, when the Christmas overlay of It's a Small World broke down uh-huh. and the intercom was broken. Oh, so, no. they couldn't tell anyone that people were coming to get them. Oh. So, everyone started panicking and jumping out of the boats no, into the scenery. No, No. And it's a drop because you're in an elevated flume. Right. So, people were falling and like like landing on the floor below. It was, like, absolute mayhem. That's
1: nuts.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. I just, I don't know, the visual image of that to me is really funny. And the person that was telling me this, like, complaining about it, obviously, was saying, like... And it's and it's the Christmas one, so it's the more annoying song. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can't argue with that. It is much more annoying at Christmas time because they are it... singing Jingle Bells instead of Small World.
1: Right. So that is true. No one was seriously hurt, though, right? No, okay, I was so worried that's...
0: about the props, though, when I heard. Well, that. I'm always worried about they're the props. They're all fragile.
1: You know, it's weird because, like, that's the only Small World I think that has the elevated flume. The rest are like yeah. wider, like actual. Grattos. It's like a walkway. It's of yeah. like
0: um, pirates.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no
0: one was hurt. One kid like peed himself. Aww. But, yeah, so a lot of people didn't know, but. Oh. Yeah, it's it worked out. He got to come back. That's All good. Fine.
1: That's good. Well, uh, Jenny, if people want to find your uh, your work online, where can they find you? They can find
0: me on YouTube as myself, Jenny Nicholson. And also, I do a show on Screen Junkies called Millennial Falcon, where we talk about Star Wars every week.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Are you still doing con artists, or is that not a thing anymore?
0: Um, It's not really a thing. It's kind of on an indefinite hiatus. Okay,
1: because I liked... I, I was enjoying it. I it enjoyed making it.
0: Um, the problem was we didn't really... First of all, it's expensive to go to cons. Yes. Because it was all out of pocket. Um, and well, I then, mean, I
1: saw the Comic-Con episodes, yeah. and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and
0: uh, the time commitment of making costumes... Um, especially cause Bailey d- couldn't really make costumes, she doesn't really sew, so I was doing, like, it kind of fell to me, and then, uh, now that I'm doing videos, it's like, I right. have less free time for that. Uh-huh. Um, but mainly it was just financial, I just, it was like a lot of money to get hotels and go to cons just for that. Um, but the main reason was that we had more scripted stuff, but we, like, didn't have any friends who were cosplayers to be in our videos, so we were just kind of working entirely off guerrilla style, mm-hmm. like, um you know, whoever we could get to agree to do a thing for us um, at the con, and then we were kind of at mercy of their acting abilities. (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah. If you, ever,
1: if you ever need uh, help with that, like, you ever decide to revive it, let me know. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of cosplayers who would be super on board.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't know. It's, It seems like it's a very insular community. It can be hard to, like... I, I did do kind of, like, open calls, like, hey, we're looking for cosplayers who are going to this con, and I would, like... I did some Tumblr sleuthing, and I found people that I saw were going to the con that had, like, announced their costume, and I messaged them, like, could you be in our thing? Pretty much mm-hmm. no one wanted to, so... <laughs> uh,
1: well, um... I mean all I'll say is like if you want to check out some of uh, Jenny's sketch work, uh Connors I think is pretty enjoyable
0: well yeah I think it's enjoyable i I enjoyed making it cool <laughs> um and then of course friendship is witchcraft which is also indefinite hiatus
1: i I figured as much I mean I think I think uh, the, the I think the uh, the golden era of horse cartoon has kind of faded I
0: agree I'd love to do like a revival to celebrate the movie coming out of some kind. Like, just a short thing. But, um, yeah, Griffin and I kind of have different jobs now that take up our time, so.
1: I figured. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me, and uh, hopefully we will be back again where we can actually read something that is maybe unobjectively good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Well, uh, until next time, I, I really don't know. Normally, we just... I,
0: I just, just say bye. I just, I just, goodbye. Goodbye.
1: goodbye.
0: Bye.
1: <laughs> Disneyland has ended. It's a normal operating day. Ooh. There we go. Now, we're going to take you to Disney Jail.
0: Yep, yeah, and uh, interrogate you.
1: This was all an elaborate ruse, Jenny. Come
0: and on so. in, Goofy.
1: <laughs> oh, yuck. oh, yuck. Someone oh, broke the rules. Take me away. <laughs> to all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Welcome.
0: Animusings are your musings
1: Here age relives fond memories of the past
0: And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future
1: Hi, I'm David And I'm Kayla And if it wasn't readily apparent from that We're huge nerds about Disney That's why we're doing the Anna Musings podcast
0: Once a month we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail From the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography Covering them in chronological order From Snow White to Moana and beyond
1: To Moana and beyond
0: Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet We'll do that after
1: <laughs> That's going to be a long time coming Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film.
0: With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world.
1: Ooh, nicely said.
0: Don't thank me, thank Walt.
1: This podcast is a part of the BenView Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.